Welcome to Cannabis and Consciousness, where we talk and spill about metaphysical practices, tapping into the authentic self, and the journey on the spiritual path of life. I'm your host, Dominique, and I'm a Reiki healer, wire wrap jewelry maker, and local artist on the SF Bay Area Peninsula. My whole life, I've been drawn to the spiritual path after experiencing many strange and unusual circumstances stemming from a broken childhood, difficult relationships, and a near-death experience. I question everything and invite you to listen and learn about various metaphysical subjects that have brought me to the very point in time I am today. I'm no expert, but this stuff is really interesting, and if you're a spiritual skeptic like I used to be, the universe brought you into this podcast for a reason. Let's explore that reason together. Hello and welcome to season two of Cannabis and Consciousness, where, as you have heard by now, we explore the esoteric and metaphysical ideals that most people can't really or don't want to take the time to look into themselves, which is cool. I'll do it for you. If you're brand new, welcome. I'm so excited to have new listeners. And if you hadn't had a chance to listen to the first season, There's a ton of awesome information to tune into. In this episode, we're going to dive into something I've pondered about for many years, uh, and that is reincarnation and past lives. What are signs that you come from a reincarnated soul? How can you tap into past lives? And is there evidence that past lives exist? And where did this concept of reincarnation come from? We'll explore all of this and more, so sit back, toke it up, and enjoy. I myself have just had some strawberry banana, and then I had a little leftover um, indica-dominant hybrid of some sort that I stuffed into a king palm, and here we are. You know, it's wake and bake time. It's morning for me, at at least. Um, So let's get on with it. What is reincarnation? Well, to put it plainly, it's the belief that a soul lives through many lifetimes. The dictionary defines reincarnation as the rebirth of a soul in a new body. Hinduism actually refers to the cycle of reincarnation as samsara, and it describes it as um, reincarnation as the soul, which is seen as eternal and part of a spiritual realm returning to the physical realm in a new body. So does that mean there's a period of time after a death that a soul is somewhere else? And what is this spiritual realm they're talking about? Is it the same realm as Catholicism refers to as heaven? This concept started with various religions in India, and in particular, Buddhism, Sikhism, and Hinduism, to name a few. You can think of reincarnation as a form of afterlife. The soul leaves the body, and instead of making its way to heaven or to be with as many virgins as it it would like, it ends up inside a new human body or in an animal or a plant. The soul may even end up as a divine being who helps to rule part of nature. 
The idea is that there are evolutionary levels of reincarnation. Once you've learned the lessons that you were meant to seek out, you move up the evolutionary ladder to a higher and more aware version of self. And in our current reality, as far as we know, human is the highest version of self. But I guess we can't really know that unless we've been on the other side. And have we? I mean, I guess that's what we're here to find out. I found some very interesting information online about two doctors who did profound research back in 1960 in the study of reincarnation. They actually went to uh, the University of Virginia School of Medicine and uh, studied there for about 50 years. They were Ian Stevenson and his predecessor, uh, Jim Tucker. Ian was the chairman of the Department of Psychiatry and had been to various parts of the world to meet with young children who claimed to remember their previous lives. He came across more than 2,500 cases, so 2,500, in 40 years of children who claimed to remember their past lives. So they did some digging and they looked into the people the children claimed to be from the past. He would also take the children to places that they claimed to be from, while the child would remember specific dates and instances from their past lives at those particular locations. In order to make sure this evidence was accepted in the scientific community, Ian required all participants to take lie detector tests and signed affidavits. After doing enough research to what they called solving or not solving the case, approximately half of the 2,500 cases were confirmed to match that of someone who had died in the past. One example of Ian's patients was a two-year-old boy named James. He had terrible nightmares about crashing in a plane, and he claimed to have passed away after his plane had crashed being shot down by the Japanese. And, you know, at two years old, this is some pretty significant information to have. It's not like he's gone to school. It's not like he's, you know, had any opportunity to study this. So to have this information and to say these things to his parents made them pretty inquisitive about whether or not he had actually um, lived out this scenario. He specifically actually named a boat that his his plane had taken off from called the Natoma. And he claimed that he was a third James in his family lineage. He also claimed that he had a best friend named Jack Larson. When his father looked up all of this information, it turned out everything matched up to the life of a James Houston, who was a junior named after his father. So this new reincarnation of James, he was now a third James. James Houston fought in World War II and had a best friend confirmed to be Jack Larson who fought alongside him but had survived. After doing all of this research, this is what the father had come up with. So after much more digging, they actually confirmed that Jack Larson, while this, while this young boy is you know, claiming he's James Houston, they found the real Jack Larson. And he was still alive, and this young boy came and met him. Um, and they took a picture together, and all these way too coincidental details were just tripping everybody out. So 
There was another woman uh, that they actually studied who was named Barbara, but insisted since a young age that her real name was Anne. She said that she knew instinctively that her parents were not her real parents. Of course, they believed she just had a wild imagination until they went on a trip to Amsterdam when Barbara was just 10. While in Amsterdam, they decided to visit the house of Anne Frank. Immediately after finding this information out that they were going to go to this house, Barbara looked to her parents and told them that they weren't far and that it would only be about a 10-minute walk. Neither she or her parents had ever been to Amsterdam before. (laughs) Yet somehow, she led them through the winding streets all the way to the house, as she noted that the stairs in the front of the house had changed. Barbara said she felt a terrible dread sweep over her as they entered Anne Frank's old bedroom. Barbara turned to her mom and she pointed to a wall and she said, look, the pictures are still there. And she claims to have seen these pictures of celebrities only to have her mom point out that there was nothing on the wall. Barbara felt confused and became upset, so her parents asked a tour guide if they had ever, in fact, had pictures on the wall. The tour guide replied, oh, yes, there's actually been lots of pictures on the wall. Um, Anne Frank herself used to clip them out of magazines and hang them up. Various pictures of the movie stars and celebrities that she loved at that time were placed up on the wall, but they removed them to put them behind glass because too many people were coming to visit the house and would try to take them. Once that was confirmed, you know, her parents were pretty freaked out (laughs) and they started looking into the possibility that she actually was a reincarnated soul. Barbara went on to um, become a writer and she actually was a prodigy writer, which it turns out Anne Frank was also a young child prodigy writer. Uh, Barbara got her first book published at the age of 12 and then went on to create uh, many, many more books over the years, but had about uh, 15 of them by the time she was in her 20s. These instances are super spooky, but are very great examples of how a reincarnated soul might come back and be able to recount their past. And after doing more research, I went down the rabbit hole and found some great signs that might help you figure out if you've had past lives yourself. The first one is having reoccurring dreams, memories from uh, past lives. I, I personally find myself constantly having dreams like this. I'll dream that I'm in a home that I know in reality I've never been to before, but I can tell you exactly where everything in that home is, and I can tell you who used to live there. I've also dreamt about families I've never had in my current life, and in deep meditative states have been welcomed home to other realms as a like a royal heiress meant to take the throne. Talk about talk about the Leo energy, guys. Very strong intuition and wisdom are another sign that you have been reincarnated, especially about things you might have not um, experienced already in this lifetime. I remember when I was nine, um, someone, you know, great parenting, left me with a a frying pan. I was making a a quesadilla and um, I actually burned my finger and it was pretty bad. It, you know, it hurt me and I was like, what, what do I do? So naturally I ran up to the bathroom and I was running my finger under cold water to kind of help give myself some relief. And then this little thought 
popped into my head. But it wasn't really a thought. It was more of a voice in the back of my mind that was giving me information um, and basically telling me very matter-of-factly, oh, just put some toothpaste on it. It's all good. This is this is what you're supposed to do. You put some toothpaste on that burn. It's going to alleviate that, that burning f- sensation. So I did because I was like, I, you know, this, this, vo- this little, little nagging feeling, I guess, um, in this voice was telling me like this was going to help me out. And at this point I was dying for some relief. So I put some toothpaste on my finger and guess what? That shit motherfucking worked. Okay. I, I don't know what that was. So I, of course, you know, always remembered this instance and I looked it up later and it turns out this was actually a, uh, a remedy for back in the 1950s. People came up with this uh, remedy that the menthol was to help extract that burning sensation. It's since been ruled out, um, but you know maybe it was a placebo effect at the time. I remember it doing something for me. Um, but it's just really bizarre that that happened to be a thing and... I mean, who would think to just be like, oh yeah, just slap some fucking toothpaste on your finger when it's all burned and shit and you're hurting yourself, you know? You might have, um, another example is you might have some memories that are out of touch with your current reality. Um, You know, maybe thinking back to things in, in your past, but realizing like, that's never actually happened. So why does this thing keep popping into my head? Why am I associating things with this current uh, situation that I've never actually experienced before? You're actually very likely to get deja vu very frequently. This happens to me all the time. Um, I'll be somewhere and be like, oh man, this is, this is really familiar. And uh, precognition or future sight is another sign. Obtaining information out of thin air about the future and events that are on the verge of happening. So when I talk about deja vu, um, my I feel like my deja vu is different than other people's deja vu. People talk about, you know, having that feeling of, oh, like I've been here before. Or, you know, like a nostalgia that kind of sweeps over um, and reminds you of, of a past past memory but my deja vu just like uh what they call here the the precognition or future sight is basically uh feeling like you're you've been in this situation before but as the situation is unfolding you know what steps to take next in order for the situation to go better than it had previously gone So it's like something has happened already and you can just, you watch it and it's like a, you know, watching an episode of something and then say like a a main plot twist happens and you're like, oh my God. And you're all shocked, right? Well, in this instance, you're experiencing that, but then you can't, it's like you pause and then like rewind and you already know it's going to happen. So you can like take steps to maneuver and do something differently. So one example is uh, in particular for me that I remember was um, with my ex-boyfriend. We were talking about something and I immediately, whatever the subject was, I, I can't remember, but immediately 
I knew if we continued to talk about this particular subject, it was going to turn into like an argument. So I paused him while we were talking and I was like, you know, I'm having a weird feeling that this is going to kind of steer in a different direction. Um, And it really had no point of reference. There was nothing that was actually going on. There was nothing um, that had been like triggered in me or in him to turn this particular situation into an argument. Uh, So there was nothing, it it was really out of the blue feeling of like, if we keep talking about this, it's going to turn into something that it doesn't need to be. So we ended up changing the subject just because I had this very strange feeling. I don't know. It was, it was bizarre, but there's been lots of instances like that. Another example of uh, having come from a past life or being reincarnated is retrocognition, which is able to recall past events that have no basis in history, but that you vividly remember happening in past lives. You also would be usually seen as like wise beyond your years or kind of seen as an old soul. And um, another instance is you are drawn towards certain periods of time and you're not really sure why. So for me, that was always um, in high school, listening to lots of like oldies. So I was super into Elvis, um, Frank Sinatra, Perry Como, Dean Martin. I had this obsession with Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn. I always idolized the uh, rockabilly ways, um, old cars, you know, going to those car shows. Um, one of my favorite, favorite colors was, and still is, um, that kind of mint green that you find in a lot of old diners. And I was, um, over the years, I just, I really fell into that. And um, yeah, so that was, that's just kind of a, a strange coincidence, especially in reference to the toothpaste, right? I mean, come on. Strange phobias and fears that you can't explain are also a sign of a past life. And you also never feel quite at home wherever you go. It could be that it's because you're still longing for a home that no longer exists. And finally, not being able to maintain a strong connection with your parents or even feeling the need to have a connection with them at all. This could obviously be for various reasons for many people, but for the sake of reincarnation talk, it could be because you know instinctively that these people who brought you up aren't actually the ones who birthed and raised you um, previously. So say one of those signs I just mentioned does resonate with you, or maybe several of them do. How can we go about exploring our past lives to get more information? One way to explore past life regression uh, is through Reiki. And this involves seeing a certified Reiki energy specialist or a healer and going into a deep meditative state to bring you back to a state of consciousness that will help you tap into where you once were. There are also trained hypnotherapists who will bring you into a similar state of mind and help you to identify where you came from. These past lives can be accessed through memories that are believed to be hidden in the subconscious mind, which explains why you might have reoccurring dreams about people or places you've never been. I actually recently watched a BuzzFeed video of three people um, being led through their past life regressions. One woman who'd fallen deep into a hypnotic state recalled being bound by her hands and led through mountainous terrain. She had two sons, but she claimed that they were taken from her. And this is all in the hypnotic state she's claiming this. 
She remembered feeling extremely anxious up until the point where the men leading her took her to a body of water and bashed her over the head, killing her. And she cried. She actually cried over the loss of her life and of her sons who would never see their mother mother again. But, you know, this is not something that has actually happened to her in this lifetime. So her reaction to all of this when she was kind of snapped out of it, she was really surprised. And she was like, I have no idea where that came from. So anyway, interesting tidbit. Uh, Something I also learned and found interesting after exploring the belief of reincarnation is how karma goes hand in hand with it. It's believed that the life you currently lead is based on lives you once led, and you're reincarnated to right your wrongs or to learn from past mistakes and try at them again to make them right. I loved diving into all of this information, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Stay up to date on the latest episodes by following my Instagram page with the handle at cannabis and consciousness. So cannabis, the letter N and consciousness. And I'd love to hear suggestions on more of what you'd like to hear. So be sure to comment or message me directly. I've also got a wire wrapping page and I sell that through Etsy. So if you're interested in stones and crystals, be sure to follow my wire wrap page on Instagram with handle at Rosie D wire wrap. That's Rose with three E's, the letter D and wire wrap. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful morning, evening, night, whatever time of the day it is for you. Take care.